right price, or even free if you qualify. Tax Slayer is family owned, so you're treated like family instead of like a number. Get started today with their 100% accuracy guarantee at taxslayer.com. It's your refund. Go get it. It's time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5 The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark Childress. Welcome in, everybody, to the Mark Childress Show. Wednesday nights from 7 to 9, Season 2, Episode 3. We're already getting uh, getting down to it here in Season number 2. Mark Childress here with my good buddy Richmond Weaver. Hello, Richmond. Good to see you. Good evening. Good evening to you as yes. well. Hey, if you're listening in your car uh, on the Roar app or maybe in an Internet browser, jump on over to Facebook, man. We're on the Roar's Facebook page. You can watch the show over there, participate in the comments, ask us questions during the breaks and uh, things like that. Please come join us over there. Uh, we'll have a good time, I promise. We do the show from the Prox Studios in Greenville, South Carolina, so you can see the video side over on Facebook or just listen on the radio side as well if that's what works for you. A couple guests uh, coming up on the show this evening, Joseph Talbert from at Clemson Pros on Twitter. We're going to put a bow on the Clemson player performances in the NFL for the 2019-2020 season ahead of the Super Bowl. And then uh, Morgan Thomas from the Morgan Thomas Show is going to join us around 8.30 today. So if uh, you've been in a cave all day, I don't know where you would be at this point in your day if you have not seen the new Clemson football schedule <laughs> yet. But if you are that person, we are going to talk a little bit about the uh, Clemson football schedule coming up. Richmond, uh, we'll walk through it here in a second, but what, uh, what jumped out to you? Yeah, well, first, I think there's probably a lot of people that didn't see the schedule being released. At all today. At all today. Okay. Yes. If you're those people out there, please call I, us. I, I would imagine there's still a fraction of the area around here that yep. is still consumed with, hey, we're a basketball school right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice win That's against what Wake it is. Forest, right? Reliving the glorious <laughs> win from last night. I get it. I yes. get it. No, in all reality, I, I think obviously also NFL is taking a, a big uh, chunk of everybody's time. Uh, but with that said, I think also the spring game being a Announced and the schedule. There mm-hmm. obviously is a lot of people that were waiting for the schedule to be released, yep. and it's about time. And this is still one of those frustrating things that I have with the ACC that it takes this long to oh. actually get mm-hmm. the schedule out. Where all the other conferences, they know well in advance, and you can make all of these plans. You can coordinate what your fall schedule is going to be, and you have to wait until this time of the year to start doing that. Yeah. It's uh, it is pretty crazy, and uh, we do have to wait this long. But they've gotten better. I think this is just about the same time they did it last year. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, Clemson opens on a Thursday night down in Atlanta against Georgia Tech on September third. Then they go September twelfth at home against Louisville. September nineteenth at home against Akron. September twenty sixth at home against Virginia. Then on the road for a couple. October second against Boston College on a Friday night. We're going to talk about some of these nuances here in a minute. Then October tenth on the road against Florida State. Then two home games. October 17th, NC State, and October 24th, Syracuse. On the road to 
Notre Dame on November 7th, November 14th at home against the Citadel, November 21st on the road against Wake, and then November 28th at home against South Carolina. So seven home games, uh, a really good home schedule, I think. We've got some teams that we don't normally see uh, with Virginia coming in. Uh, Obviously, we haven't seen Syracuse a whole ton down in uh, Death Valley. We'd like to forget about the last time they came, even though they won, uh, and and right the wrong of that game. But uh, what are some of your initial thoughts uh, looking at this? What jumped out to you first, I guess, when you saw the schedule? Yeah, you're going to think I'm crazy, but the first thing that jumped out to me was the buy on Halloween. Which yes. I like that because Halloween it seems to be crazy. You never know <laughs> what type of events can unfold in sports on yep. Halloween. So, hey, we have to we have the opportunity to avoid that. So yep. I, I did like that uh, perspective. And I, I think it was interesting that uh, just – I know you're saying that it, it, it's a good home schedule, but is there really a big a big game on the home schedule? Well, South Carolina game, but yes, so besides uh, that, besides one, that, obviously that's going to be that's a rivalry game. So that that doesn't well, so long matter. we had Florida State was the big. You know, you would see the schedule. I mean, I remember doing this five six years ago. You'd see the schedule come out first play. Where's Florida State? What weekend are we playing them? That would be the big home That's game. Right. But, uh, you know, we had Texas A&M this past year. So you're right. The Notre Dame game's on the road this year. So that's the biggest game of the well, season. And so it's a road game. It is. And so obviously, I mean, anybody looking at the schedule, I, you immediately eyes go to Notre Dame yes. in terms of you typically don't see that on the schedule so mm-hmm. it's great to have that opportunity of playing Notre Dame and for a lot of Clemson fans this is going to be a special trip that they actually get to make to go to Notre Dame it might be a bucket list for a lot of people yep. I was fortunate enough to go to a Notre Dame game now not a, obviously a Clemson game but it was a Notre Dame Penn State game years ago and some buddies of mine we used to go on an annual trip each year and go to a different college football stadium just to get the experience and it was a real fun event going into Chicago staying in Chicago then jumping on the Notre Dame alumni uh, bus from Chicago to Notre Dame and and there for the game and this was the first time that I'd ever got to experience true um, like tailgating from a perspective where they had these mobile bars. Yep. And this was the this was the first that I had ever seen these where it's like a tractor trailer basically and it opens up and it's a bar. Yes. And it's just right out in the middle of the field, you know, or a parking lot uh, basically. And so ah. that was a great experience, you know, yeah, from that standpoint. And then obviously just being in Notre Dame Stadium. And it was that's when Joe Paterno was still head coach at Penn State as nice. well. So it was a great nice. Yeah, I've I've had the uh, game on November 7th circled since that was announced what like five six years ago i'm like i am going to that ball game and i will be going to that ball game later this year hey if you want to jump in on the phones uh, northland communication phone line 654-7627 we've got jason on there uh, with us right now jason my man uh, what are your thoughts on the schedule hey guys i had some real good thoughts i gotta apologize though i just farted okay i'm glad we're on the radio then yeah no doubt jason you got any real thoughts on uh, the schedule yeah, we're going to let him go. All right, good. We've already been uh, 
We've already been pranked on the show today. Good stuff. Well, if you do want to get in on the Northland Communication phone lines, 654-7627, please uh, jump on board and, if nothing else, erase uh, the call that just happened. That's good stuff. <laughs> well, again. Come on, Alex. Hey, we're, you got to screen these guys back, hey, in, uh, back in mission control there. Hey, he, he has to deal with it his own self. Yes. Right? We yeah. We're good. We're, we're immune to that. It's all good. All right. So here are uh, a couple of things that jumped out uh, in me. Obviously, uh, opening on a Thursday night, second straight year that Clemson's yes. done that. This time it will be on the road down in Atlanta. That'll be a marquee game uh, for the ACC Network. That game, I'm, I'm guessing, is going to be on the ACC Network that opening weekend. Maybe it's picked up by uh, ESPN. And then... This is what jumped out to me immediately, right? Game five has been kind of the nightmare game for Clemson for a couple of years, right? We had game five against Syracuse at home two years ago where Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Clemson uh, barely escaped. Game five this past season at North Carolina, barely escaped. So I'm like, who's going to be game five this year, right? It's going to be something easy. We're going to break the curse. Game five, October 2nd, it's a Friday night up in Boston College, and I'm like, oh, boy. That's the one I think is Clemson fans, and it jumped out to me immediately. I'm like, dadgummit, game five, you're going to do it on a Friday night, and it's just a weird thing there. Yeah. Last time that Clemson played on a Friday, was that not the Syracuse loss? Yes, yeah, that's the last Friday game as well. Yes. yes, I'm pretty so sure that's correct. I, I think that is correct. Right before Halloween. Yep. Yes, and so... Anytime you play on a night that's or a day that's not Saturday, your whole schedule's off. Mm-hmm. And players talk about this quite a bit, and even coaches obviously talk about it as well. Is that it's all about routine, and you're not having your routine, and it's just a weird playing on a Friday night. Yeah. Uh, and so, any you know, that's one of those things where anything can happen. And I remember a Friday night also, Boston College played Florida State several years ago, and Florida State barely got out of there yeah, with a win. That is correct. You know, and yep. so. Boston College is one of those kind of sleepy places mm-hmm. that will suck you in, that can you get motivated up for the game because it's probably not going to be a big crowd. I mean, Boston College, you know, fired their coach, starting with the new coach. Yep. Uh, and so is the crowd going to be into it? I think they will, just from the perspective that it's Clemson coming into town, mm-hmm. uh, a national uh, contender, but is it going to be the same type of energy on a Friday night? Yeah. And for how long can they sustain it and how long can Clemson players be up for the game because sometimes you have you fall into that trap of playing to the level of your competition and to the level of the crowd and that that's a real thing you can take these friday night games and you can fire them into the sun as far as i'm concerned absolutely the worst i guess i I get why the acc does it well i'm over thursday yeah i'm not a big fan of those either of course uh, clemson opening on the thursday last year um and we got some stats around thursday and friday night games but uh all right i'm doing this hesitantly i'm going to go back to the phones now we've got we've got Lynn <laughs> jumping on board. Hey, Lynn, man, what's on your mind? Hey, you got a real call on this. Thank you. Good. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you. But I saw Notre Dame on November 7th. I think the only thing that might be a concern there is the weather. I mean, you know, it, it'd probably be fine, but you never know. But you know, my comment, and I'm going to head this off before people start saying easy schedule, yacht, the same old, you know, dumb comments that people make across the country. It's not Clemson's job to make other teams better, like Florida State and Louisville uh-huh. and Boston College or whoever. It's their job to get better and our job to worry about us. 
So if I was dabbling with Sweeney this year, and I'm a Clemson fan, I would not even respond to it. I'd say, okay, next question. Because you know what? We need to worry about us. Everybody else needs to worry about themselves. And to be honest, the SEC is good. But they're, they're kind of the bottom of the SEC is not the most impressive thing in the world. And the last thing I would say to all my South Carolina fans out there, before you start commenting on our schedule, want to get a real team and not lose to the Citadel and Appalachian State, uh, that's not our problem. Thanks. Bye. All right, Lynn, uh, I think some good Thank comments you, there as well. Um, yes, November 7th, snow flurries or sleet or something like that, maybe up in South Bend. Uh, who knows? I mean, it, it would definitely be that kind of year. I mean, I think you'd rather play in South Bend in September and not have all the September home games, but have those a little bit later in the year so it won't be quite as hot. But uh, I think that'll be interesting. You know, Dabo... He doesn't really, I feel like, get too engaged with the strength of schedule conversation. I mean, he kind of got his dander up a little bit last year after Travis Etienne got left off the Doak Walker Award list and basically said, hey, we'll play anybody, anywhere. We want to be Notre Dame fans if you're Clemson fans for next season because you want those guys ranked. They'll be preseason top 10, I think. And if they can win their games leading up to Clemson, you could end up having like a number two versus number seven kind of game. That's the kind of game that Clemson needs to go up there and win on the road to at least get some of the critics to get off the, hey, man, you don't play anybody list. Yeah, and I'm just wondering if that will ever happen based on what everybody continues to say in terms of the ACC. Yeah. And it's not that the ACC is such a bad conference because it's not. When you look statistically, it's not. And you can't judge a conference based on what one team is doing against the rest of the conference. So you can't judge it based on what Clemson is doing. Mm -hmm. But it's also from the perspective of it's the brand names that are struggling in the ACC outside of Clemson. Mm If Florida State and Miami or any Virginia Tech, maybe Virginia Tech is maybe slowly getting there again. But if those schools are having the years that they typically have historically, nobody's commenting about the ACC. Right. Because it's the brand names. But every conference is built the exact same. And I'm so frustrated with this narrative that's continuing to be talked about the ACC that they're not looking at all of the other conferences. Every conference is a bell curve. You have your two to three teams that are really good. You have your 80% of the teams that are mediocre. And then you have 10% of the teams that are terrible. Every conference has those. You might have a skew a little bit differently, maybe in the SEC. Maybe it's four teams that are really mm-hmm. good. But and in the ACC right now, unfortunately, it's just one it's team. It's just one team. Yeah. I, I understand that. But I, I think you're going to see some improvement from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be a team that's going to be contender. And I think Florida State will actually make some uh, headway this, this coming season. they still got a long way to go. Yeah. And Virginia Tech. I think uh, Virginia Tech's got a really good chance to win double digits games yeah, next year. I, I could definitely see that. But mm-hmm. it's just frustrating to continue to hear the same thing. And I would also say that it would be one thing if Clemson was struggling against these teams that are supposed to be so bad in the ACC, right? right. Clemson is dominating these teams. So that just magnifies the situation even more that that it makes it look bad, but nobody's giving Clemson credit for dominating these teams. Yeah. Everybody's saying the ACC is so bad. Well, then, okay. Then if you're a really good team, you should be blowing these teams out. Mm -hmm. With the exception of North Carolina, 
blew Clemson everybody did. out. Blew them out. Yep, you're right? exactly right. And they're not that. getting the credit for it. So you can't have it both ways. I agree. I agree. And uh, maybe the the old standby will go away next year. I don't know. I, you you got to have teams play better in the ACC, and you're going to have to have that happen for a number of years. And you're going to have to have the ACC win some of these bigger marquee out-of-conference games. You know, Virginia's playing Georgia early next year. That would be a great win for the ACC if they could pull it off. So I don't pull for my conference. I don't worry about that. No, I don't either. But at the same time, I'm starting to look at it a little bit differently now because it's become so tiresome hearing about it. I'm like, man... If Virginia could beat Georgia in that, I think it's opening weekend uh, that they play it this is. year. I think it's Monday. I think I it's believe Labor that's Day right. night. Okay, Labor Day night. That would go a long way for the ACC, which would go a long way for Clemson. Because then if you said, oh, the ACC can't beat anybody. Oh, well, Virginia just beat Georgia. I don't think Virginia will beat Georgia. but I don't either. So I'm trying to kind of roundabout say maybe we do need to start pulling for the ACC a little bit. I'm not going to worry about it. It's yeah, just we'll noise. See, right. Except Paul Feinbaum will say something like week three and I'll get all hacked out about it. I'll come on here and uh, <laughs> and uh, invent about it. But uh, it'll be interesting. At the end of the day, I want Clemson to win. Yes. That's it. Don't worry about anything else. That's right. It's a very good schedule, and uh, I think it was Ben Milstead here from the Roar that posted this uh, his schedule prediction, and I'm like, well, you got to put the ACC championship game weekend and the two playoff games on there, too. You know, we've got to schedule 15 games out now. You should be thinking uh, as far in advance. Absolutely right? positively. All right, hey, uh, we'll continue to unpack the schedule, uh, among other things. If you want to jump in on the phone lines, 654-7627. Uh, coming up after the break, more schedule talk, a uh, little bit of college basketball as well. Richmond Weaver here is with me, and this is the Mark Childress Show. This year's resolution will work because you won't be alone. The Health Dare is here to help you succeed. No more gym workouts, starvation diets, or drops under the tongue. Just real, sustainable results. We guarantee you'll reverse the symptoms of type 2 diabetes, sleep apnea, high blood pressure, lose weight, and gain energy the easy way. And for the month of January, the second person is free. Because at the Health Dare, we don't want you to do anything alone. Rogers office metformin, CPAP machine, and blood pressure meds. And you can be too. Go to idareme.com or call 1-877-IDARE-ME. I dare you. Standing water or that musty smell in your basement can be a sign of major problems. Canty Foundation Specialists are your local experts in basement waterproofing and crawl space repair. Call us today for a free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialists at 864-432-5050 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-432-5050 or online at cantycanfixit.com. Have you searched all over for your family's vehicle and can't find it on the lot? With the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Proudly serving the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is a proud partner of the Clemson Tigers and home with a lifetime powertrain warranty on all new vehicles. Conveniently located at 3510 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson and only 25 miles from Greenville and online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com. Hello, this is Dan Bracken with Leonardi Bracken Real Estate. I learned early in the real estate business that success isn't measured by numbers, but by relationships and the ability to help people along the way. I recently worked with a client who just lost their spouse. Being able to walk beside and help process a major life change gets me out of bed in the morning. Give me, Dan Bracken, a call today, 864-380-4537. Leonardi Bracken Real Estate, selling real estate is what we do. Helping people is our passion. 
Winter can be such a wonderful time of year with family and friends, but it can also mean the inevitable ice storms that we see here in the upstate. Don't let heavy ice-covered power lines leave you in the dark for the holiday season. Be prepared with a Generac automatic home standby power solution from Carolina Generators, your local Generac Power Pro Premier dealer. Give Carolina Generators a call at 864-232-5684 or visit online at carolinagenerators.com to schedule your free in-home Power Pro assessment and tell them Mickey sent you. Zero Res is the answer to cleaning at its finest with no harsh chemicals. No residue, safe from toxins, and your carpet, upholstery, tile, and grout will stay cleaner longer. Spell it forwards or backwards, it's the right way to clean. ZeroResGreenville.com Bone-in or boneless, get a delicious plate of Bojangles chicken for $3.99. It's bow time. It's almost here. It is a new year, 2020, March 14th. That's the day I'm talking about. It's Seneca's Half Marathon and 5K brought to you by... No other than Henry Ramirez and all the gang at Upstate Medical Associates. And this year, it's going to be a huge success. And it's really great, too, because we've got some great swag. Just for signing up, $25 in advance for the 5K and $50 in advance for the half marathon. Now, you're going to get a nice jacket, a visor, a tote bag, and just for finishing the 5K, you're going to get a medal this year. So it's going to be really, really terrific. Sign up today, make a commitment, and come on out and join us on March the 14th, starting at 8 o'clock. We'll have some great prizes beforehand. Julian Davis will be there giving away some great cash prizes at the beginning of the race. Bradley's Jewelers got some jewelry to give away. And we've got great food from 313 Cafe. Now, if you want to know more information, check out our website at www.seneca.sc.us and commit yourself today to Seneca's Half Marathon and 5K. The flagship station for Clemson football. CCP 105.5 The Roar. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Childress Show, hanging out with you here on a Wednesday night. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. If you're listening in your car, on the Roar app, or in an internet browser, come on over to Facebook, man. Hang out with us over there. Uh, we stream this show or simulcast this show from the Prong Studios in Greenville, South Carolina every week. So you can uh, leave us questions and comments in uh, the comments section of the Facebook feed. So come over there and uh, join us and hang out with us. Hey, we'll have Joseph Talbert from at Clemson Pros on Twitter joining us next hour as well as Morgan Thomas from the Morgan Thomas Show. We're continuing to talk about the Clemson football schedule that has come out. Everybody's got their opinions on it. Uh, Dean Cox jumping in in the Facebook comments and mentioning, hey, back-to-back, October 2nd, a Friday night, and then October 10th is a Saturday. That's Boston College and Florida State on the road. So back-to-back home games. So if you're a Clemson fan that goes to all back-to-back road games, excuse me, if you're a Clemson fan that goes to all of these games, you got to slog your way all the way up to Boston uh, one Friday night, and then the very next weekend go all the way down to Tallahassee. It's the first time since 2015 that Clemson has had back-to-back road games on their schedule. That's crazy. That is crazy. I I find that hard to believe, but I'm well. You got seven home games that. and only five road games. I I don't know if it's worked out that way intentionally, but uh, you do have the back-to-back road games there. So 
That could be a tough one. And again, that fifth game, I'm telling you, it's been a voodoo game for Clemson. That Friday night against Boston College, that's the one that I'm uh, circled and that I'm worried about. A couple of other fun facts here. Hey, uh, we had Austin Pendergast on the show a couple weeks ago at AP13 on Twitter. Go and follow him over there. He had a bunch of uh, good points that he made on here. Uh, Virginia's first visit since 2009. It'll be great to see the Cavaliers and their fans coming back in there. First season with a Thursday and Friday night game since 2016. That was also at Georgia Tech and at Boston College. And oh, by the way, Clemson won the national championship that year. So that's a pretty good vibe. Um, All road games. Here's something really random. This is the perfect Austin Pendergast uh, thing from Twitter. All road games against gold helmet teams. Teams with gold helmets. Georgia Tech, Boston College, Florida State, Notre Dame, and Wake Forest. (laughs) All have gold helmets. comes up with these stats. Austin Pendergast comes oh, up with did. these okay. stats. That's, that's why you need to, this one as well. Okay. Yeah, that's why you need to be following him. And, and then I agree. I'm still in your thunder here real yeah. quick. But, yes, he, the research that he does mm-hmm. and the compilation is next level. Yep. That's, uh, we're going to have him back on, I'm hoping, next weekend or next week as part of the show. And then uh, three straight home games. That was the other thing that jumped out at me. You've got September 12th against Louisville, September 19th against Akron, September 26th against Virginia. That's three straight home games in September. And it tends to be really hot in September for these Clemson games. Now, we've been avoiding those dreaded noon games, at least this past season we did a whole lot. So maybe these will be afternoon or even night games. Um, but man, it gets so hot in September. I would have rather seen more road games in September with a lot of home games maybe a little bit back-ended on the schedule. But they didn't ask me. The ACC did not call and ask me, unfortunately. And I'm shocked that they did not yes, get your next feedback. Year, next year. Right? I must have missed the voicemail. I don't know how that worked. Well, I can confirm that it doesn't cool off at Clemson and Death Valley st- until after Halloween. Yeah, that's true. It really does. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing how hot it stays. And some of those games are just brutal. Mm-hmm. And so I agree with you that it would have been nice to mix that up a little bit. Not so many home games in September. But everybody's all amped up. They want to be home games. They want to be there in the stadium. Because a lot of people, they don't care. Yeah. With the heat. And uh, we've got Alex Wisnett back at uh, Mission Control in Clemson. Alex, you said a caller jumped in, and I think Richmond was kind of circling around this in the first segment, that didn't like the fact that Clemson was scheduling Akron. Have I got that right? Yes, Mark. Yeah, that's exactly right. I had a caller calling him as criticizing the fact that um, Clemson has scheduled Akron um, and just that we're playing a team that, in this caller's mind, is not really going to substantiate, you know, the resume, you know, as we as we like to discuss mm-hmm. around, you know, late October, uh, November is the playoff rankings start, start to be released. Um, but, yeah, he, he was not uh, happy that Clemson had scheduled Akron. So I'd be curious to hear what your guys' thoughts on are on the Tigers playing Akron this season. Well, Richmond, uh, you you mentioned I think it was during the break, but uh, you mentioned Akron and, and Citadel. You don't like you don't like well, having either one of those on there. It, yes, I, I well, let me say yes and no at the same time and confuse everybody, right? Please, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Power Five conference teams scheduling an FCS opponent at like all. a Citadel. Okay, at all. Yep. Yes, they uh, they should not. The FCS schools. You can go schedule against a group of five mm-hmm. teams, not the Power Five. Now, Akron is part of the FBS, so they're not an FCS school. So I, I get it. You're you're going to want to have you know some type of guarantee or win game or whatever you want to describe it, cupcake, whatever it is. Yep. And at least Akron is FBS, uh, where 
we're going to see a situation where it's going to be 63 to nothing potentially against Citadel. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Citadel. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They did beat South Carolina just did. a few years yes. ago. Yes, I completely understand that, but we know that's an anomaly. That doesn't yes. historically happen, uh, but that's the beauty of sports, and I love the beauty of sports from that perspective. But my point is, is that if we continue to analyze all of these schedules and we're trying to rank teams, it's very hard to have a comparison when you're playing FCS schools mm-hmm. because we know the difference is so dramatic. And just even look at Florida. They play two FCS schools for the past two years. Yes. And they want to claim, oh, for the past two seasons, now we've had double-digit wins. We had mm-hmm. 10 years. The first year with Dan Mullen, 11 wins this past year or whatever. And then you look at their schedule. Well, two of those wins were against FCS opponents. So should that even count? And yeah. I don't think it should because you're trying to evaluate these teams based on their strength of schedule. Well, I know they potentially will throw one out, but still, you. I just don't think it's a. It's not of a benefit to the fans, to the team. Uh, granted, maybe the FCS school they get the opportunity of playing a big stadium. Yeah. But you can still play a Group of Five school that is a decent sized school and decent sized stadium. Again, it's not potentially coming to Clemson or Alabama or whatever, but I just don't think it's good for the game. I th- I'm with you on it, you know, but at the same time, now with the new redshirt rules, you can get a lot more guys. Like, if you're a, a player on the Clemson roster that's not going to play much this season, you looked at the schedule today, and you said November 14th, I want my parents at that ball game because I'm probably playing. Yeah, right? Now with the redshirt rules, it actually helps players because now you're not, you can go play four games in Well, that's what other- I'm saying. That'll be one of the games that I I think everyone on the roster will play. Yeah, that'll be more of like the walk-on type yes. guys mm-hmm. and that are really deep into the depth hey, chart. you don't like those guys? That, no, you know, I love I'm, those guys. I'm, I'm completely picking on you. <laughs> completely picking on you. No, I, I get where you're coming from. I mean, listen, it's 2020, right? It, we, it shouldn't, I feel like that we're still scheduling with like fax machines and carrier pigeons, Agreed. right? Agreed. And you're, you're having to schedule these games six, seven years out ahead. I just wish everyone would say, hey, everything 2024 and beyond, gone. We're going to take all, we're stripping the schedule of all of that and we're going to find a new way to do it. I mean, you want to talk about ways you could transform college football. To me, that's one where you could really do it, where the college football playoff committee could come out and say, like you're saying, don't play any more FCS schools, right? You have to play 10, uh, you know, Power five games and two group of five games. You have to do that. Everyone in America has to do it. You guys have got four years to figure it out. Go for it, right? Something like that, I think, could improve the game overall. I mean, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, but and I, it's not going to change. No, unfortunately, it's probably not uh, because I know you also you want to have X number of home games, uh, and that is a part of the the scheduling factor as well. Yeah. At minimum, there needs to be a some type of blanket statement that states that each conference has to play the same number of conference games. Because right now, you have some conferences playing nine conference games and some playing yeah, eight. That's crazy. Like the ACC and SEC. It shouldn't be this complicated. It shouldn't. They should at least play the same number of games. And that's why, again, when you start getting into this whole which conference is better, you can't tell necessarily because every conference is so different mm-hmm. uh, in, in terms of how they're structured and the number of games that they're playing. It, it's, I, I don't understand why people waste so much time 
touting the flag, my conference is better than your conference. I definitely don't uh, definitely don't get that uh, for for any means. All right, hey, I've got a schedule for you. Don't peek over my shoulder here at my oh. computer. Okay? okay, this team. We're going to hear about the cupcake schedule that Clemson has, even though they're going out of conference and playing Notre Dame. They're going out of conference and playing an SEC school. Eastern Washington, Kentucky, South Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Vandy, Missouri, New Mexico State, and Florida State. That is 10 of the 12 games for the Florida Gators. There you go. <laughs> that any team in America almost, I feel like, could go 9-1 and or 10-0 and against. And two of those are against FCS schools. They are. Two are against FCS schools. Then they have LSU at home and Georgia at a neutral site. When I'm looking, I, I did the uh, two early top five with Morgan Thomas on a show earlier this week. I have Florida in my top five. Because you know that there's going to be two SEC schools up there. I think Alabama's going to rebound. I think Florida is going to be better than Georgia this year. Florida is literally going to arrive in a bus and win 10 games this year. They are. Unless they just completely drop the ball or have some weird injuries. Then if you can just find a way to beat LSU at home or beat Georgia and Jacksonville, you're 11-1. and one. You're probably number six in the country. And you haven't played anybody. Number six? They'll be number two or number they probably three. Would be. They will be because they will easily be top ten mm-hmm. preseason and potentially right on the border of top five yep. because everybody's saying that Don, uh, Dan Mullen is the savior right now. He's going to resurrect Florida Gators. I know. Florida aggravates you so much, it Richmond. Does. It does. And, and it I, aggravates me, too, but that's the reason I brought it be up careful tonight. Because yeah. my in-laws went to Florida. Oh, dude, I hope they're not watching. You do have <laughs> That's right. I've got to be very careful. But it's just frustrating. And again, that's why I'm talking about it's too hard to compare teams to teams, conferences to conferences, when you're looking at schedules like that. And it's too hard to compare schedules to schedules. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between that schedule and what Clemson's playing this year? There's not a very big difference, in my opinion, as far as quality of opponents. So, uh, well, they're going to say SEC because you've got LSU and you've got Georgia. Yeah. And does Clemson have that? You could potentially say, well, it depends on what Florida State's going to do. Right. Obviously, Notre Dame mm-hmm. will be one of those Notre teams. Notre Dame that- could counteract one of those, but then you've got South Carolina instead of the other one. So it's interesting, but also, you know, Richmond, this is the formula for the SEC, right? They're not known for their out of conference scheduling, and they don't have to be because they're getting, the, they're getting the benefit of the doubt. Clemson, I feel like, is kind of in a position now, five straight playoffs. It doesn't really matter who they play, in my opinion, out of conference. I don't think the fact that Clemson's playing Notre Dame out of conference is necessarily going to give them this big... I don't think all these people on ESPN are going to be like, Clemson's schedule is solid this year because they've got Notre Dame on the road. I think you're still going to hear cupcake schedule. So instead of Notre Dame on the road, you could be going and playing Kentucky or something like that, a team that's probably not going to be near as good as Notre Dame this year. I don't think it really changes anything for Clemson. I don't think so either. I think because it's just one of the number of games on there where the rest of them it's the majority that's what's going to be weighing the Clemson schedule down based on the pundits out there yeah it'll be interesting and then uh, I mentioned the first segment when 
the announcement was made, I guess, about Notre Dame kind of partially joining the ACC, right, where they did it in everything but football, and they announced the college football schedule for Notre Dame for, like, the next 10 years. And it seems so far away back then, but it said 2020 on the road in South Bend. I literally said to my wife that day, I'm like, I am going to that football game. I've always <laughs> wanted to go to South Bend. You said you've been before. I'm really excited about the opportunity. I hope there are a little snowflakes, uh, you know, in the air. I hope that's a night game. It'll be an, an NBC. I'm guessing. I want the full Notre Dame experience. I want night game NBC, and I want like some snow flurries or a little bit of sleet, to, at least early in the game. It'd be interesting to see if NBC does that game. Yes. Because, I mean, I know that obviously they have a contract, yep. with, but it doesn't necessarily mean every single game. Well, this is, one better be on NBC. I want the full, I'm telling you, you Richard, I want effect. the full Notre Dame treatment that we've seen for the last 25 years, which means that game has to be on NBC, and I'd like to see it in prime time. They have weird starts, too. Won't they start like a game at like 5.30 or something? I want the, the 8 o'clock start, Clemson, Notre Dame, both teams undefeated. I'm just going to ask for all of it. Okay. Clemson goes up there and gets to win. Yes, I, Is I'm that hoping, asking for too much? I, that, that might be asking for a lot, but it's okay. You can ask. Yeah, I am. Right? I, I'm hoping to be able to go to that game as well. I think that would be a great experience. Oh, They're now being able to cheer your team on, yes. you know, rather than just being there, just trying to take it all in. Because again, that, so are you saying that you actually, when you went to the Notre Dame Penn State game, you cheered for Notre Dame? No, no, no. I'm saying okay. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't able to cheer. No dog in the fight. Okay. No dog in the fight. So all you're right. there, and it's it is kind of a weird feeling just being in a stadium watching a game, and you don't have any allegiance, yeah. to either team. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like, okay, uh, taking it in. Where's another beer? You know, and mm-hmm. that, but that's but that's about it. Yeah, you know, it, it is different. Uh, uh, and that's why I'm looking forward to actually being, trying to make that trip as well and being there in the stadium and having a dog in the fight. I thought there'd be a little hangover effect from the last season, and I went down to New Orleans and LSU. There's no hangover effect. I, they could start playing football in two weeks, and I'd be ready to go. <laughs> I would be. And then uh, spring game, I guess, will be a little bit earlier this year. It'll be uh, the week before the Masters, I'm guessing. I believe it's... Yes, it is before the Masters. Okay, it is yes. before the Masters this year, so it'll be on that Saturday, and it'll be uh, first so Saturday in April. has to worry about Missing the uh, it always masters. Me. It always bugged me. I'm like, why are we doing it on the afternoon? This is Saturday in Augusta. We've stayed away from it now, I guess, for the second straight year. So that's a good thing. Well, the, I, I know I'm in the minority, though. I'm just not a big fan of the spring game. Richard, what's wrong with you? How are you not? I mean, I'm already. I, they could play the spring game tomorrow. I'd be excited about it. Really? Yeah, you don't want to see. Uh, you don't want to see all the new talent coming in, the new freshman class. No, I'll see, see them come all fall. of them showing out. You'll see them come fall. Yeah. Okay. I see how it is. Interesting. I, hey, yeah. to each his own. To each his own. At least we're both excited about Notre Dame. All right, hey, coming up next segment, I've got a little bit more college football stuff for you. We've got some college basketball to talk about. I was down in uh, Little John yesterday for another good win for this Clemson basketball program against Wake Forest. I'll come back victory in that one. Got Richmond Weaver here with me. This is the Mark Childress Show. That's new all-you-can-eat feast is better than ever. Baby back ribs, boneless wings, calabash popcorn shrimp. Just $12.99 for all you can eat. Fats ribs are tender baby backs. And the shrimp is wild caught with homemade hush puppies. And these wings, <laughs> wow. Get Fats favorites with refills that don't stop. $12.99, all-you-can-eat ribs, chicken, and shrimp. See y'all at Fats. 
don't have to wait for spring to start celebrating warmer weather. The Upstate South Carolina Boat Show is back, and we have everything you need for living it up on the water. So whether you're looking for speed, fish, or a weekend cruiser, you'll find the best selection of this year's newest boat models, as well as the latest gear and accessories for the whole family. Join us at the Upstate South Carolina Boat Show, January 23rd through the 26th at the Greenville Convention Center. Go to upstatescboatshow.com for more. The more money you have, the more you may need to explore diversification opportunities offered by the independent financial advisors at Kiwi Financial Group. They have customized strategies that can provide diversification of your portfolio that you may not get from the big box guys or robo-advisors with their one-size-fits-all approach. Let Greg Wells and his staff show you how to diversify for your specific needs. Call Kiwi Financial Group today at 654-5043 or online at kiwifg.com. When it's time to replace your roof, there are so many things to consider, from the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles. Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of our roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 2691232. The time has come for you to get your new South Carolina driver's license or ID. Visit scdmvonline.com to learn more about Real ID and what you need to buy your new license today. You may even be eligible to buy your new Real ID online and avoid an SCDMV branch altogether. Gather all required documents now and buy your Real ID with Gold Star at any SCDMV office in the state. Make sure your ID will get you on an airplane or into a federal building before it's too late. Visit scdmvonline.com and make the switch today. Did you know you can recycle used cooking oil? One gallon converted into biodiesel fuel reduces greenhouse gas emissions up to 87% when compared with petroleum diesel. Recycle your used cooking oil at a designated Anderson County Residential Waste and Recycling Center. Do your part to fuel our future. Recycle your used cooking oil. Call 260-1001 or go to andersoncountyfc.org from the Anderson County Solid Waste Division. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Childress Show every Wednesday night from 7 to 9. Mark Childress here along with Richmond Weaver. If you were listening on the radio side, be it on the app and an internet browser, maybe in your car, come on over to Facebook. Hang out with us. Uh, we simulcast this show from the Prong Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. Always have a great time with that. And the Facebook comments are a great way uh, to get in and participate on the show. We've got some more uh, good things rolling in on that. Um, I definitely want to talk about the college basketball game last night that went down in Little John between Wake Forest and the Clemson Tigers. Clemson coming out with a hard-fought win, did not play well in the first half. Um, the zone, I guess, that Wake Forest was playing was giving Clemson all kinds of fits, and they solved for that in the second half, I think, by just running their man-to-man offense against the zone and it ended up working. And uh, Hunter Tyson showing out and playing his game of the year. Richmond Weaver, in case you did not know, used to be a college basketball coach. The 
it's got to be mental, right? I mean, Clemson's free throw shooting, I think I pulled a statistic here, um, if I can find it, or at least I'll find it in a couple of minutes. Clemson's free throw shooting has been disastrous, I guess, the last three games. Here it is. Um, Missouri just broke the NCAA record in college basketball for most consecutive made free throws. They hit their last 51 in a row. Missouri hit 51 straight free throws. Yeah, I think they broke that. I think it's 54 now. Clemson is 21 of their last 51. <laughs> 21 of their last 51. And I didn't feel like the form was bad last night. And again, a lot of this has been on, you know, this last game against Wake Forest, I'm not calling him out. Clyde Trapp had a rough night from the foul line to the point that late in that game, Wake Forest intentionally fouled him for the seventh foul and the eighth foul to put him in the line one and one, and he missed him both times. And what have you seen as a former college basketball coach? I know that Coach Brownell practices it. Some of the highest performing free throw teams in Clemson history are Brad Brownell coach teams. These guys last year shot pretty well from the free throw line. What is it, man? I I wish there was one thing that you could pinpoint, and it's crazy to look back historically at Clemson basketball, even when I was part of the program back in the late 80s, early 90s, and even then, free throw shooting was a Achilles heel, and it continued to follow Clemson for a number of years, even through the Rick Barnes, Oliver Purnell years as well. I mean, it would be some of those same seasons where the team would be shooting 65%, 60%. And it got a lot better with Coach Purnell. Mm-hmm. But this year, it's falling back to the same type of situation. And you have to look at it from a perspective that when the guys are out there, you can just see it in their face that they're pressing. Very, You can equate it to like a Trevor Lawrence just overthrows yeah. or you know something of that nature, just trying to force it too much rather than just forget about everything else and go back to your earliest days of playing basketball and just shooting, and mm-hmm. that's it. And if you can try to get into that type of mindset, that can help. But it's one of those things where as winning begets winning, so is bad things that happen. Yeah. You know, when you start seeing things that are going wrong, then it can perpetuate into other things continuing to go wrong. And that seems to be what's happening right now. It's just a snowball effect yeah. with other guys on the team that typically are decent free throw shooters. And for sure right now with Clyde Trapp, I mean, it's it's the yips, it's whatever mm-hmm. it is. Because it goes back to the North Carolina game. And I think it's a hangover effect from the North Carolina game when he had the opportunity yeah. to really win the game at that point and miss those free throws. Mm-hmm. And then that gets in your head. Is that affecting your confidence? And with him, I also think it's his knee. I think I'm wondering if he knee, can't get the bend. You just got to well, bend your knees when you shoot the foul shots, right? If you're gonna I, get I, right. I think it's his knee just from a confidence perspective. I'm not sure he feels 100% confident on his knee that he can be the old Clyde Trap mm-hmm. that he was. You know, and, and I think that can play some of the mental game as well. And then, obviously, the other mental side of it is, is that, I mean, once it gets pressure... When the red light comes on or, you know, it's a tight game, it gets different because I've been in hundreds, maybe thousands of practices where guys just repeatedly knocking down free throws yeah. like it's... You run the sprints and then somebody's <laughs> got to run the line. And if you don't hit two, we're going to run them again. And the guys are draining those all day long. All day long. Yeah. And then game time, 
It's just different. That's why it's very hard to replicate a game type of situation to practice free throws. And that's why, you know, people say, why aren't they practicing free throws? To your point, they are. I promise you they're practicing free throws. And the coaching staff, they're trying to do anything they can to replicate game-like situations. They just can't do it. And because your brain knows. Yes. When you run out on that court versus practice and a game, it's completely different. And that's but you the great ones they can put their mind mm-hmm. when they're out on the game it's just a practice for them and that's what happens now i would have to say at one point clemson was 1 of 10 from mm-hmm. the free throw line and right down the stretch then they hit uh six yeah, of their last Scott hit a couple yep. six of their last eight so mm-hmm. they made the ones that they had to make at the end of the game yep. uh, to win it but it, it it made everybody's you know was on the edge of their seat so you watched the game on TV. I was there in person. So a couple of things. One, a lot of traps misses aren't bad misses. I feel like they're like rattling around inside of the the cylinder and popping out. He was short on one of the one and ones, but most of them I felt like weren't horrible foul shots. They just weren't going in. In the arena, you could feel it, right? So John Newman missed some early foul shots. Uh, somebody else missed one early as well, and you could literally feel it in the arena. Oh, here we go again, right? And that's got to play a part of it because when Clemson went to the line in the second half, it was like the most tense part of the game. <laughs> you weren't tense when Wake Forest was down there trying to score a basket. You were tense when people were going to the foul line. And, and it was just really telling, and I'm pulling so hard for Trap. Thank and you. listen, man, Clemson wouldn't have won that basketball game without Clyde Trap yesterday. And I know he is not anywhere close to 100%. He's not. He had a, some massive rebounds down the stretch. And I know you're saying he's not 100% confident on his knee, confident in his knee, but he is still he is confident in his shot. He is driving to the hole. He's doing a lot of the things. That ball's not quite falling yet, yeah. but when he gets back to 100%, I think it's going to be big. But he did a lot of other things besides missing those free throws, that I think helped Clemson win that game last night for sure. And there's also an aspect of, based on personnel, you've got to have Clyde Trapp out there. Yes. So there's no other person that Brad can bring off the bench. Yeah, you've got Dawes, but he's a freshman. He's a freshman. It's hard to put him in those ACC games down the stretch. That's right. Even though he's been playing pretty well. Yeah, and and that's the other side of it as well. Mm -hmm. If you had a little bit more depth at that position, especially somebody who could handle the ball, then... It would make a little bit easier on Clyde because maybe you yeah. have him out of the game, you know, on the offensive side, and you start substituting defense for offense you yep. know, from that perspective to just let him get a few more games under his belt for he's a little bit more comfortable against playing with that brace because I know that is a hindrance. It's got to be really, really hard. A couple of people jumping in the comments, so I'll give you my thoughts and feedback. Amir Sims was not elite Amir Sims yesterday, and you know. I was curious about what was going on with it during the game, and I think a lot of that had to do with, and I heard Brad Brownell uh, talking in the post game on the radio afterwards. I always love listening to Brad Brownell because he will give you the skinny every time. And he basically said, you know, Amir had his hand full, hands full with that big freshman for Wake Forest, number 30, uh, Sulla or something. I can't remember uh, what his name was. That was I'm a sorry. tough guy to play against. And then playing against that zone, he wasn't getting those one-on-ones where he could peel off of those screens or, or find that little hole uh, in the man-to-man defense and get those threes. So I just didn't that's what Brownell said, right? Mm-hmm. Sims just never really got into it. Tevin Mack didn't start. It's because evidently he was late for a team meeting. Tevin Mack did not play a whole lot. So if you looked at Sims and Mack, I think they probably had 12, 14 points combined. If I would have told you without watching the game last night, ah, Sims and Mack had 14, you'd have been like, 
Uh, Clemson lost. <laughs> but they didn't lose because Hunter Tyson, he and you've up. seen flashes of it all year, and my son Faxon uh, helps us produce the show here from the Prong Studios, loves Hunter. He's been talking about him all year. You hear Brad Brownell talking about Hunter Tyson all year, saying he is a guy who can score. He's getting more confident. He's doing a lot more uh, with what he can do. Showed out last night. Fantastic game. Three-point shots, knocked him down, including a key one late in the game. Had a lot of buckets inside. Hammered down a dunk yes. that we did not see coming. Had some big uh, rebounds as well. So I felt like Mac did not play well, but Tyson stepped up, had career high, uh, over 20 points. I think it was the only Clemson player in double digits in the game. Uh, I think that's night. correct. Yeah, I had a career if, if that's high right. So yeah. uh, you know what? When you can win games when you're two best guys, if you're considering Mac and Sims the best guys, they certainly have been the last couple weeks, and win a game like that. Clemson is 4-4 four and four in the ACC right now. First time they beat all these teams from North Carolina, I think, in uh, over 20 years. Yeah, since 1995. Since 1995. Yeah, I think I pulled something about that uh, in here as well. Um, you know, I'm pretty happy with where they stand right now. i got to go on the road to Louisville and then back home against Syracuse. If you can find a way to split those two, you're halfway through the ACC schedule, 5-5. Five well, five. If, if you can come out of the month of January with only two losses, because yes. at Louisville it's going to be really tough. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? I mean, they're, Top they're, five they're, team right yeah, now. they're playing really well. Uh, but if you can just come out of January with two losses, is you're setting yourself up for a nice February, and that's why the Wake Forest game was a must win. You got to beat the teams mm-hmm. that you're supposed to to beat, and Wake Forest was one of them. And it's now I think you're hopefully seeing Hunter Tyson. Uh, let's see if he can get some more playing time. He's only averaging 15 minutes a game. Yes, so he'll know, get more after last night. You would think so, and I think he should. I think he's earned it, and I, I think you're starting to see how he's progressed. And over the off season, he's gotten stronger. You know, mm-hmm. he's gotten more confident, and yep. I think you're going to see him step up to be a little bit more of a leader. And we're going to need that, yes. you know, as well to have when those games, when teams do go into those uh, those zones and just kind of backing it in, where Mir Sims can't really get into a groove. You got to have somebody hit the threes to get those teams out of the zone. Yep. Liked uh, Kayvon Moore, I think, played only six or eight minutes, but you saw some flashes from him, including a big rebound. I think he had a putback. Curran Scott, just a guy who produces, and I feel he had a big three down the stretch. He had a couple of free throws that kind of calmed everything down as part of it as well. Again, I, I really like this team. You and I are both season ticket holders, so uh, we're nerding out a little bit about Clemson basketball. But as we should, I mean, I feel like this team, what are they, 10 and 8 right now? I feel like they're better the than ACC. that. Yeah, seventh in the ACC is probably, I mean, I think they were picked, what, like 13th in the ACC yeah. this year? And again, things could still go in the wrong direction, but I like how hard this team yeah. plays, and I really like the fact that they won the game last night without their best guys having good games. Agreed. I think that really sends a great message for the second half of this season. Yes, uh, agreed, and also now it's going to be interesting to see just the playing a 20-game Schedule. Yes. How that is that going to wear people down or not? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a question that, and hopefully, the depth is not an issue for Clemson. Yeah, Jason Moorhead jumping in the uh, Facebook comments as well. Also, a former basketball coach saying that against the zone, Sims couldn't take people off the dribble, and no. that's a really good point. And just uh, the flow that he's been getting in. You know, that Clemson offense really struggled until the second half of the game. I mean, maybe teams looking at that and saying, maybe we throw a little bit more zone at Clemson because they struggled with it in the first half for sure. Well, and especially Clemson goes through those droughts where they just have a tough time scoring. Mm -hmm. And 
and I think a lot of times they settle too much for a three-point shot. Uh, yes. When they see the zone, it's like, all right, well, this is what we've got to do rather than trying to find those gaps uh-huh. and move it around. Now, a lot of it has to do with, I think, also from a shooting percentage standpoint, nobody's really talking enough about the increase in the distance this year. Yes. You know, so I, I think that is starting to rear its ugly head in, in some teams and obviously I think affecting Clemson's shooting percentage as well. I definitely think so. And uh, John Newman always had a big-time dunk. He ended up converting it into like a hand switch and a layup. But Newman's going to dunk on somebody again here pretty soon, man. That guy's got some rise. And uh, and he's uh, a lot of fun to watch. Hey, let me tell you about our, our sponsor here on the Mark Childress Show. Rivers Whitmire is a realtor with J.W. Martin Real Estate. Focuses on Lake Hartwell and Lake Kiowee. But he can buy, help you buy a home, sell a home anywhere in the upstate of South Carolina. I saw a new listing he has in Seneca that I think uh, went up a little bit earlier this week. So if you have any questions about buying or selling a home, when's the right time to list, any nuances of what's going on in the market right now, check out my good friend Rivers Whitmire. Call him at 864-752-5545. Follow him on Facebook at Rivers Whitmire-Realtor. Again, Rivers Whitmire, 864-752-5545. All right, coming up in the second hour of the Mark Childress Show, we're going to start it off with Joseph Talbert. He runs the at Clemson Pros account on Twitter. Going to catch you up with all of the great seasons the Clemson uh, football players had in the NFL. Morgan Thomas a little bit later next hour. Richard Weaver hanging out here with me. This is the Mark Childress Show. plate in the Priority One Security Studios. WAHT AM 1560 Calpens. WCCP FM 105.5 Clark.